Hello F1 fans and welcome to F1 On and Off the Track with Kim Illman. You can see his photos at ProStarPicks.com or follow him on Instagram at Kim Illman. My name is Adrian and in this episode we're talking about the Russian GP that just went past this weekend. In Sochi where it was uh, sunny for Saturday and Sunday, quite beautiful. And how did the race turn out for your, your shots this week? Race was interesting. I, uh, I remember thinking at one stage that Sebastian Vettel drove past me very slowly and I thought at that point... Oh, maybe there's a safety car, and then the next car came past at uh, race speed, and I thought, oh, oh, hello, he's in trouble there. And then, of course, I look up at the screen and find out that he's pulled over, he's retired, and um, a very sad end for Ferrari, for for him, for that um, for that race, and also Charles, of course, having started on pole, um, settling for second for a few laps until uh, they were going to swap back, he and Vettel. And then, of course, he uh, falls in a screaming heap and um, comes third after... The Mercedes trumped them again, so things have returned to normal in F1. Well, speaking of Seb, there was a moment this weekend where he was playing rock, paper, scissors. That was funny, you know. I uh, I went outside the paddock and I, I found where the cars, um, the drivers parked their cars. I waited for a few of them and uh, he, he parked his car and started walking. And there was only two people around. There was uh, a woman and a man and then me photographing it. And this guy starts playing rock, paper, scissors with him about 75 metres from me up until a point when they're about 20 metres from me. And they just keep playing and playing. And I gather it's his wife. She was videoing the whole thing. And uh, they finished playing. And I walked with Seb for about 20 metres and just said, well, what was going on there? And he said, oh, the guy just wanted to play rock, paper, scissors with me. And I asked him how he fared. And he said, oh, he beat me 3-0. So that was on race day. So it turned out to be... Uh, a little bit of an omen for him, uh, a bad start with the rock, paper, scissors and a bad start in the race. And then I went back to the guy and I asked him his name and where he's from and he was, spoke a bit of English, which was great. And uh, he said, yeah, I decided I want to play rock, paper, scissors with him and he was happy to oblige. So that's the sort of stuff that you don't get to see very often, but when you do and you get to photograph it, it's quite interesting. In what seems to be a reoccurring uh, event, Daniel Kvyat this time has flipped you the bird? <laughs> well, yeah. I, once I was uh, at the front of the paddock there waiting for cars to come in, he and Stuart, his trainer, drove past me, and I didn't have a camera anywhere near my face, but I just look at these two guys through the window, and they've both got their fingers up and big funny smiles at me, and I thought, well, I'm too close to shoot it, and I thought that was quite funny, and then they parked their car, and I thought, great, they're going to walk down the middle of this road, which is uh, lightly travelled, in beautiful sun and I'll get the shot that I want. I'll shoot low so that I get background of sky instead of the background of the ugly buildings behind. But um, they see me and for a bit of fun, they, they'll uh, go right next to the, the hoardings, the fence, the signage, uh, which is a shocking shot. It's in, uh, it's in shade. And uh, I did have a chat with Stuart, his, uh, Daniil's trainer, on a flight last night and we were talking about fun stuff that happens and he says they quite like... Um, joking around with the photographers it's a bit of a game now to see if they can do funny things and get away with it without being shot he also mentioned that um, both uh, Daniel and Daniil have a good friendship and uh, Daniel actually in one of the practice sessions pulled up outside the front of Daniil's garage while Daniil was still in the garage looking out and they were flipping the bird at each other there having a bit of a laugh for a few seconds while Daniel was getting ready to do a practice start in pit lane so uh, as you know they were they were teammates and um, they shared trainers. Stuart was Daniel's trainer for some years and is now working with Daniil. So he likes the, 
the Danny connection, I gather. But a good fella, um, Stuart, six foot two, heralds from Brisbane, and uh, is highly regarded as a trainer. Speaking of clowning around in the in the paddock, Lando was also clowning around, I believe. Yeah, he was. Um, I, I was up on the first floor of the media centre, and I was just looking at what was going on, and um, I thought, oh, I'll take a different angle. I'll, I'll shoot from a, a story up of the drivers going across to their garages, and uh, Lando came out of his, and there was a guy videoing, I imagine, for his social media or for something, and uh, first of all, he's gone straight over to the guy and sort of had a bit of a play fight with him, and then he's taken off in front of this guy walking, and he had a brain jacket on, and he pulls it right up so it covers all of his face, and uh, he just walks along looking like a, a penguin to my liking, and uh, made his way to the garage. I thought that was funny, but... Um, I also took another shot of him later, and I took a comparative shot of his uh, teammate, Carlos Sainz, walking to the garage. Carlos had his undershirt sleeves pulled up a little bit so you could see probably 15 centimetres of his wrist, whereas Lando had his pulled completely down over his knuckles and um, looked like a schoolboy heading, uh, heading to school. So there was a good comparison shot I put up on Instagram I think that was Saturday. Let's turn the focus back to the race for a moment. How was the Park Ferme shoot? A little bit sad for Charles because obviously he was favourite to win and really should have won. Uh, but Lewis, of course, was jumping out of his skin as usual. I managed to get a reasonable spot there and uh, took some, some good shots of that. But I want to hark back to Quali on Saturday because for the first time ever, I didn't go out and shoot the cars on track because you get an 18 minute session followed by a 15 minute session you've got to get out to some part of the track uh you get maybe um 25 30 minutes of shooting and then you've got to head back you never see q3 anyway so this time i thought Margaret, i'll stay in the paddock and i'll watch what goes on with drivers and of course albon crashed out in q1 so i got some shots of a despondent alex walking back down the paddock uh, then they all go into the TV interview pen and there was some beautiful light and uh, I was just in one spot and I realised that if I just waited for the drivers to walk through this one spot, they would be uh, lit from the side with gorgeous late afternoon sun, part of their body, most of their body in darkness, but just this rim lighting of really lovely orange light. So I, I was quite happy to sit there and get some great driver portraits and let everyone else go out and shoot the cars on track. Now, Kim, what is a sleep ring? I funny you should mention that, and I gather you've seen the Instagram post, that's what's probably raised your interest. I had no idea either until... I was photographing Daniel Ricardo walking in the paddock and I was walking backwards, he's walking towards me and I probably stayed with him for about um, 25 seconds walking backwards all the time, of course, looking over your shoulder every now and then so you don't go ass over tit. And he started talking to me about uh, a sleep ring, which I had no idea what it was. I did some research later. But uh, I think one of the journalists asked him about it. It might have been um, Ziggo TV's Jack uh, asked him about this sleep ring. And then, of course, the people think, hello, he's got engaged or married and the, the internet chats or oh, Daniel's got married or whatever. That wasn't the case, but a sleep ring, I understand, allows you to monitor what's happening with your sleep pattern. And I think he was wearing it uh, during the day and had, um, had maybe been photographed or certainly been questioned about it. But that put uh, all of his female fans, I imagine, on high alert. And what about his sparkly helmet? Oh, geez, it looked beautiful. It had a, a lovely glitter finish on it. And uh, I took some shots of him in the grid getting out of the car. And we had some lovely light on Sunday because you've got to understand the paddock has these very tall three-story buildings, both sides of it. So most of the day, 
it's in shade. And when you're taking photos of drivers, yes, the light is nice and even on their face, but it's not direct sunlight and it's not golden. So I was uh, really quite happy to get out there on the, um, the grid and shoot them in beautiful light. And the driver's parade was also excellent because they were coming towards me and I positioned myself so that they did walk towards the light. And uh, using an 85mm lens at something like f1.4 and using a polarizer gave me these gorgeously rich, sumptuous-looking photos with uh, white, fluffy clouds in the background. At the time of taking the shots, I thought, oh, gee, I would love this to be the, the light you had every single time. So last year you got a shot of Vladimir Putin looking directly at you. Did you see him again this year? It was actually in 2017, and no, I did ask on the grid one of my uh, F1 people, I said, is uh, Mr. Putin coming? In fact, I, I couldn't ask because it was noisy, so I just typed it out and showed him. And my, my mate just shook, shook his head and said, no, not coming, which is unfortunate because I, I was in the right spot to be able to shoot him behind the podium where he is semi-private and can and act a little bit without um, public interest or public eyes on him. But no, that wasn't the case. He didn't arrive, and I think he had his second in command there, but nobody wants number two. They want number one, and he wasn't there. F1 On and Off The Track is presented by ProStarPix.com. Stunning F1 photos live from the track, searchable and downloadable for personal or editorial use. Head to ProStarPix.com at the end of this podcast. There's a photo on Instagram of someone holding up three pens. That's Ted Kravitz. He's a, a journo, well, he's a TV presenter and highly regarded, very relaxed sort of guy. Always wears a lot of sunscreen, known by the British and loved by the British people. He was, um, I saw these three pens and I stopped and had a chat with him and he held them up for me. I took a nice photo of him. And he was going to do uh, something on one of the windows of the hospitality suites where he would mark the different tyres. And, of course, there's three different tyre colours, and that's what his marker pens were for. But he was prepping for it and making some notes, and uh, it's good, good to find out what's going on with these people. Uh, I tend to look for that sort of stuff. The stuff that nobody else bothers with is the stuff that I tend to, to lap up, like women of the paddock. I, I'm not sure too many people focus on just good-looking women or well-dressed women in the paddock. But, yeah, it's, it's my little forte, and it tends to be one of my most popular posts. I put today's up, uh, being Monday. We're recording this on Monday. And, yeah, that, that post will get out to about 220,000 people. And it's amazing how quickly, because uh, I should say that I get most people's names, but sometimes I don't get a chance to get some people's names. But within hours of it being up, I can always identify who a certain woman is because someone would have recognised them, tagged them, and uh, that's the power of social media, that you don't have to know certain things because the general public does a lot of the work for you. Speaking of women of the paddock, what kind of women did you have in it this time? Well, I had Federica Maslin and Mara San Giorgio from um, Sky Italia. Federica had a beautiful top on. Mara blew me a kiss and uh, looked... Um, rather snug on the, the, the day we had rain. I had uh, a woman whose first name is Vicky. She's a local. She has 4.8 million followers and was the guest of Lewis Hamilton's. And um, I'm not sure how close of friends they are, but uh, yeah, they were certainly thick during the race. Um, she was his guest. Then we had uh, Bernie Eccleston's lovely wife, Fabiana, who is always lovely, looks classy. You know, I separated her from her husband for a moment to get a, a, a one-on shot with her. A couple of girls who work for the Sochi Autodrome and just some other well-presented ladies that I've managed to come across in my travels. I noticed one little woman of the post picture went up of a two-year-old. 
well, yeah, I didn't actually put her in the Women of the Paddock post, but there was this lovely youngster, and her, her um, swing tag around her neck, her pass was almost as tall as she was, and uh, I found her in the paddock, so I got low and shot with a wide-angle lens, and she was somewhat bemused as to what I was doing. She was two, she'd been to three races before, and her mother worked uh, for the uh, event organiser and managed to snag a pass for both of them into the paddock. Now, Gunther Steiner is a bit of a hit on your Instagram page. Yeah, Gunther uh, runs Haas Racing, and he I love him. He's a funny guy. Mm. Certainly in press conferences, uh, he makes people laugh, but I shot him a couple of times during the weekend. I put up one post of him, and I, I noticed he saw it and liked it and made a comment, which is nice. But yesterday, I put up a post saying, who's cooler, Cyril from... Renault or Gunter from Haas and he won hands down four to one I think it was running at uh, I think people just like his honest attitude the fact that he calls it as he see it he swears a little bit uh, he's got this marvelous English accent because his uh, first language is now what is his first language somebody told me he's Italian but I should do some research on that but certainly his uh, English accent is uh, interesting for those who speak English as a first language and just a great, great character. In fact, I walked with him for a little bit after I shot him, and I said, by the way, I, I do like photographing you. Your, your wrinkles give your face great character, which he took as a compliment. <laughs> it took him a second or so to, to realise I wasn't having a go at him. But, um, yeah, I sat and listened to him talk to a whole lot of uh, corporate people out the front of his um, hospitality suite on Sunday morning, and uh, I just spent about 10 minutes listening to him, and he speaks with such passion... Uh, and he's uh, a lovely guy to be around, so I'd like to have dinner with him one night. I think he'd be a fun partner. Over the last few weeks, Kim, you've been putting up wallpapers on Instagram. Can you tell us about this? I've, I get lots of people requesting, or about eight, ten weeks ago, I started getting people requesting wallpapers. Now, I must admit, I'm, I'm not that au fait with Instagram. I've, I've come to know a fair bit about it, but apparently these things are, are highly sought after for people to use on their phones as backgrounds. So I've started putting them up as full screens and uh, I, I pick a driver every now and then I'll put up a Charles and then Sebastian. And this morning I just put up one from Antonio Giovinazzi because I'll be honest with you, he's probably at the bottom end of my most popular drivers to put up. And I thought, right, I've got to start focusing on um, the non-Charles, the non-Lewis, the non-Sebs, the non-Daniels because they're the ones that I have most followers of on the page. And so when you put up a picture of Charles and Daniel, just goes crazy four or five six thousand likes now i'm working on fostering better um followings of those lesser drivers and and antonio is certainly one of those he, he's popular uh, amongst the italians certainly and he's a good looking guy whether he's going to be there next year i don't know um, actually I'll, I'll dart off into a different tack now that you've brought that up i was uh, photographing nico hulkenberg coming into the paddock and i noticed he stopped at the hospitality suite the renault suite and he had a chat with Dieter Rankin. Now, Dieter is a highly regarded uh, journalist in the F1 arena. And uh, I, I thought, it's not a friendly chat, but it's not angry. It was, um, I think Nico was a little bit unhappy with something and wanted some answers. And I got talking to Dieter later on. And I said, what was that about? He said, well, Nico, um, I, I, he said, I put up a story saying that there was a rumour that Nico was going to Formula E. And uh, he wanted to know where the story came from and, and Dieter said well look if you tell me it's true I'll, I'll tell you where it came from I won't tell you the, the person but where it came from and he said well I'm not going to say yes or no so obviously Nico doesn't have a drive for next year and 
there is speculation that he will either uh, go to perhaps Alfa Romeo for Giovinazzi's seat, maybe Williams, or perhaps go to Formula E. I hope he stays in F1, quite frankly, because I think he's a good character for the sport. And um, I'll be disappointed if I didn't get to photograph him and his girlfriend, uh, Sonny, at the track in 2020. Now, Kim, where am I talking to you from? Well, I know where you're talking to me from. You're talking to me from the studio in Perth, but I'm sitting here in uh, Singapore Airport. I've just done a 10 and a half hour from Russia. Uh, I left Moscow, well, in the middle of the afternoon. I'm back here at 6 a.m. in the morning. Then I head to Perth for a week, exactly. And then we're off to Japan for a single race and then back to Perth. So it's all fun and games, and that will be round, what is that? We've got five more to go. We've got a single and then two doubles to go, and that wraps up season 2019. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Kim. Pleasure. I'm going to go and uh, have a quick snack and then uh, walk another half a mile to a plane. To see any of the photos we've talked about today, head over to ProStarPics.com or KimIllman.com. You can also stay updated by following Kim on Instagram at KimIllman. And if you like what you heard today, please give us a review and remember to hit subscribe to stay posted for our next episode. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you on and off the track. F1 on and off the track was presented by ProStarPicks.com. Stunning F1 photos live from the track, searchable and downloadable for personal or editorial use. ProStarPicks.com. Head there now. <laughs>